Welcome to the Going Rogue podcast, where we share the experiences of students and healthcare professionals, shedding light on mind, body, and spirit wellness mentality. Now, your host of the Going Rogue podcast, Monica Nazampur, Carlos Arula, and Nadia Shalwani. Hello, everyone. This is Monica. Welcome to the Going Rogue podcast, where this is created by pharmacists and nutritionists. We discuss an experience in as professionals, just like you go rogue for the better. I am here, of course, with my people, Nadia and Carlos. Hey, guys. What up? His voice. <laughs> it like changes every week. That's the, you, if you keep it. listening, you'll have different voices. It's fine. <laughs> so uh, we want to start off today with a positive quote that Carlos will deliver. All right. Um, so this quote here is from Dr. Mark Atkinson. Um, and it goes like this. I'm absolutely convinced that the most important predictor of someone's future health and quality of life is not what they eat, not the supplements they take, or even how much exercise they do, but how committed they are to improve improving their health and um, and life. Yay. This is one of my favorites. I was just telling them that this is the Mind Body Bible. It's one of the most profound style of, um, I guess, nutritional help book that I've ever read. So I definitely wanted to start with that first. You know so. what's cool, too, that um, his emphasis on pretty much like mindset is crazy mm-hmm. when you're talking about like something like nutrition that takes uh, more practical approaches, like actually doing things like cooking correctly or mm-hmm. exercising. But yeah. um, mindset is like the number one thing, which is pretty cool. Yeah, because if this is not right, then this is not right. These both have to be aligned. Just like she's pointing to her head and her body, everyone. You will have to watch us on IGTV. <laughs> yeah, for, that, for sure. Good, I like that. I mean, for those who it. do not. <laughs> nice. nice. No, no, you're absolutely correct. Um, and this is kind of basically what we're going to talk about today. We had a lot of um, listeners. Uh, come in and ask us about you know nutrition and since we have been hashtag blessed to have Nadia on our team (laughs) because she is a nutritionist um, I think one of the major questions that I feel like myself included and everyone else wants to know is um, dieting and lifestyle Um, those are not one and the same but I feel like back in the day and now when you know I was going through my own struggles with like weight loss and, you know, eating right, I didn't really know the difference between diet versus lifestyle. Right. And I'm glad you mentioned that or brought that up because that is actually the most common question that I get. And they actually can be one and the same if you see it in a a different perspective. So how I want to start this answer is we have to think about it this way. Diet just means the way you eat. So if someone says I'm on a diet, that means we know I'm on a diet, you're on a diet, you're on a diet. It just depends on what style of eating you have, right? That is the diet. Now, lifestyle means the way of life, okay? So it's not just about how you eat. It's about the fitness activity you have. It's if you meditate. It's about everything that, you know, if you're using substances or drinking alcohol or not drinking alcohol. Um, just the way you are living your life in in the most um, optimum way, okay? So I would say your diet is 
involved with your lifestyle. So mm. they're, they're, they're actually the same thing almost. And I feel like everyone should start probably understanding that so they don't have to believe what, you know, like I need to go on a diet, but really what should my diet look like so that my lifestyle could be optimized? Boom. Yeah. There it is. So, and then you know how there's like, I'm sure a lot of people have seen like snacks and products mm -hmm. that say diet bar or diet this or diet that. It just, when I read it as a nutritionist, I'm like, what the hell does this even mean? <laughs> Stay away from it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Basically. So yeah. that is how I view the word diet and um, lifestyle. So I feel like the more you, everyone understands that they are one and the same, the more, the less that people will be stressed out about being on a diet. They'll just feel like, okay, this is my diet, right? Mm -hmm. So, And as a, you know, nutritionist yourself, like, do you struggle with that sometimes? Oh, like, yeah. So we've heard of the term um, work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the same what's, as... What's that? <laughs> so it's the same as um, mind-body balance, Right. We can't have a perfect balance all of our lives. We're always striving to for a better balance. So it's about evolving how your mind and body align. Um, so for me, um, I don't, I wouldn't say I struggle with, um, you know, staying eating right, but I do struggle with the fact that how. Okay, so. I'm, I'm the type of person that gets bored super easily. Mm -hmm. I can't have the same routine all the time. And we've been told routine, consistency, whatnot. It's not about the consistency of the routine. It's about being consistent with a routine that works best for you, even if it evolves ever so often, right? So one of the things that I do, I'm still continuing to work on is that that sort of balance, right? So, um, you know, the workouts that I do, I do get, you know, I got bored lifting after competing for a long time just because I was Olympic lifting for so long. I just got tired of it. It mm -hmm. turned into a chore for the longest time. So I ended up cycling for a while, I'm sure you remember. And then I yeah. started boxing a while. So that started evolving, but I did stay consistent to the, uh, with the physical activity. But in between bodybuilding and learning that on my own, in between I w it was a struggle because I thought I only had to lift. Right. Like, no, I only have to go and do deadlifts and weights and dumbbells and whatnot. But I'm like, but I'm not enjoying it. Like, I, I don't care to lift right now. So that does that mean I'm messing up? Does that mean I'm not fit anymore? Does that, you know, so that's one thing I was struggling with. And I think a lot of people do the same thing when they think lifestyle and they think fitness and nutrition, they think eating chicken and rice or vegetables and lifting weights when really it's so much more bigger than that, yeah. you know, or broader I than that. I think what's interesting is that there's all these, you know, fad diets out there or all these recommendations from quote unquote professionals. But in my personal opinion and personal experience with, you know, being with you and working with you is that, um, yeah, all guys, she used to be my, <laughs> I am back with her. <laughs> How much did you lose with me? Oh God. Oh, I lost 30 pounds while, nice. while, while, while eating cheese and, and drinking wine and potatoes. And potato How do I sign up for this? <laughs> <laughs> it's not keto first off, but second off, it, what I really, really wanted to stress is when I first started with her, I was really like excited one because she brought something to the table that I felt like a lot of, you know, professionals or whatever, um, didn't. And it's, customization, which I felt like was the key to, you know, my fitness and nutrition journey. I like to call it a journey because that's what it is. And when I first started with her, I did get backlash, which is really interesting because 
you know, you would want someone that you care about to be fit and healthy and make like good choices, but the other person's insecurities of their own like diet, their own lack of exercise or their own self-esteem or whatever they're going on, it kept being projected onto me. So when I would bring, you know, grilled chicken and squash or, you know, with whatever, and everyone else was eating pizza, oh, Monica, is that your diet food? And, you know, I, it really resonated with me and it actually like would upset me because I was like, well, what the fuck? Like, support me. (laughs) I don't want your greasy ass pizza. Let me eat my chicken and peas with my glass of wine and live my life. (laughs) But I remember talking to Nadia too when I first began, because I think negativity like that is what makes the inconsistency happen with people. And I I think that's, um, you know, I was just talking, just told you guys, I just met up with the mentor and she was asking me, she's like, well, what, what, you know, well, how do you stand out? And one of the things I was talking about was not just about how I stand out, but I started thinking about, well, the reason why it's so personalized is because of that. There's so many people out there that see healthy food one way and they see living a lifestyle a different way. And then sometimes people live a life that their family wants them to live or, you know, their immediate family wants them to live or like, I don't think you're doing that right. And I don't think uh, you should be eating like that. This is what I read. And that's what I read. Mm -hmm. Or, well, my, you know, um, and when you're on a plan, you're obviously going to have external um, backlash, like you said. And I think having a coach through that process is very beneficial because it gets you out of that zone mm-hmm. because that coach actually understands where you're coming from yeah. and that the external factors are just, it's just not about you. It's actually about the person that's saying it to you. And and you can't, yeah. you don't have control over that. You know no. what's cool yeah. though is that um, the way you guys are talking now is kind of like, at least the way I, I got, what I got from it is that when you're coaching <laughs> Monica, obviously you're learning, you know, you're getting educated about the nutritional factors of whatever you're actually consuming, but then you have an opportunity to actually give that knowledge to your family or to your friends that are actually, I actually did that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah. that's actually really funny. And yeah, yeah like it's that's her, really funny. her and a lot of my clients will come back to me after coaching saying, you know, my mom's eating like this now and my sister is eating like this now. And um, my coworkers are meal prepping and that literally brings me so much joy because that's, you know, you guys, that just means you learned. Like yeah. you learned for yourself and to the point where you're so passionate and you're practicing what you're preaching to others. That's the whole goal. Plus right? you lost 30 pounds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the results speak for themselves. Well, exactly. And you know, what's really funny is that like once um, the results started coming in and it started becoming more apparent that I was, you know, um, being successful in my journey, the haters, quote unquote, actually, I'm not even lying. <laughs> Y'all, this is real. Like the haters would come to me and be like, what are you doing? Like, how can I, how can I get like you? Like how much, how much weight did you lose right now? And I like, I was eating food just like them, but I had learned what to eat and what not to eat, which was one of my major struggles. And how to eat it. Exactly. When to eat it, what types. I love carbs. Yeah. <laughs> and it really does go, it goes further than what's healthy and what's not way further you know just like that quote said it's a lot about your mentality it's about your stress levels it's about um any kind of like health barriers there's a bunch like stress is number one right now um but 
it has a lot to do with that. And then there, and then there goes cravings and appetite and all that. And that comes from the fact that some, some people might be locking in some sort of nutrients or minerals or things like that. Mm -hmm. And then they re they think they're sick or they think they're not doing something right when really we just need to figure out what it is your body actually wants. You know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. So. I actually, um, wanted to ask a question from one of our, um, like you posted like something on Instagram. Yeah. So I actually have some of the answers here. Yes. Or questions. Do I don't have the answer. We chose, we chose the most popular ones. Right. Um, so let's go over those. Okay. So I thought this one was really interesting. Said, how, how can I lose weight when my low calorie diet isn't working? I have like 50 questions for that. So I can answer. So what I'm going to say is, since I can't ask this person the <laughs> questions right now, I will, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask questions right now so they can start asking themselves, okay? Perfect. So there's a few reasons why you, this person, you might not be losing weight. <laughs> um, if, and that you said low calorie diet, right? Right, low calorie. Okay. So there is a science behind um calorie deficit, most definitely. But you actually have to know what your maintenance calorie is first and then drop it from there. If you're dropping it from already being on a low calorie, what ends up happening is, so your body feeds off um, energy, obviously, right? What's our primary source of energy? Do you all know? Carbs. Yes. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> so the, our primary source is carbohydrates, okay? And our secondary is uh, protein and then it's fats. So if you are lacking in any of those, and probably all of them if you're on a low calorie, it's hard for your body to find any kind of energy to be able to burn fat. So instead of burning fat, losing weight, you're going to hit a plateau just because your body's like on survival mode. It's it's adding up more fat or storing more fat to be able to survive right. survival mode, AKA plateau. So Dang. it, so that, that could be one of the reasons, um, that could be actually the, the reason, reason. <laughs> um, and another one could be, a, a, you know, it depends on their physical activity as well. So if they're on a low calorie and they're working out, then you're burning twice the amount that your body doesn't even have. So you're probably just, Feeling Even, like crap. Yeah, it's. And I'm sure this person has headaches and is tired. Or right. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Um, the person who asked that question is a male. It's not a female. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting to see that because normally when you talk about diet and exercise, it's you know it's all about the female yeah. perspective. Yeah. I was wondering, you know, from a male perspective, have you, Carlos, have you ever dealt with you know a struggle with like fitness and um, yeah, nutrition sure. and things like that. Um, actually, Nadia helped me out because I was in that same mode where I really was out of the gym for a while and, you know, just kind of, I think we talked about this yesterday, but bro science, you know, <laughs> like things you find out while you're at the gym from bro other bro bros. Hashtag bro um, but then, you know, I was just out of the gym and not doing any physical activity, just working and stuff. And then she gave me the idea of, um, I, I did a little bit of like just boxing um, exercises before and then she got me a uh, session with a boxing coach and that was actually like invigorating like it actually re it pumped me up to to really just do more physical activity and it doesn't have to be uh, weights and stuff and kind of going to your um your point where it's not a matter of lifting weights it's just a matter of moving around right and that goes back to being committed to your health right so a lot of us 
see fitness as losing weight or, uh, you know, looking better aesthetically. But if we focus on going to the gym for feeling better and using it as an outlet and as me time or as a sort of like a source of meditation, then we put behind, you know, it being a chore or something that's going to, that's something that's hard and difficult, right? If we plan it in our head that going to the gym is just going to be another burden on your shoulders, it's going to be right. And we only think that just because everyone's like, gym's hard and look at these people. They're so disciplined. It doesn't have to be that way right. at all. It doesn't, it just has to be something that gets you going that you're, you know, sweating, whatnot. And then from there, if you're eating well and you're consistent with whatever your physical activity you're doing, you're going to want to push yourself because you're going to be like, Oh, you know what? I feel stronger. I feel faster. I want to hit it harder, but you can't jump right into being like a beast right away. I've had those days too. Like I've been consistent. And then after lifting, I started doing cycling, box, boxing and whatnot and went back to wanting to lift um, heavy again. And it did piss me off. I'm not going to lie. I was so pissed off that I didn't do deadlifts for another like three weeks. So I was pissed off. I'm like, I'm such a weak sauce now. Oh my I was God. like going back to bro science in my head. Uh, yeah. And then it's so easy to get back so, to that. Yeah. Can y'all, what's, just for those who don't know, bro science, on, bro. can you, come on, bro. But can, can one explain what is bro science? <laughs> I want to hear you. Yeah, like, Carlos. I want to hear I mean, what it's you pretty think simple. Like, Maybe it's Carlos. just what the bros say. Like pretty much <laughs> just bros, yeah. like when you're at the gym um, and there's just so much information online uh, from different forums, bodybuilding forums and stuff. And people who have had maybe success doing things that aren't healthy for your body, but you do see results. And then they just kind of preach that to like what? Okay, uh, so basically what I lived when I was competing. Oh, okay. I was a bro science freak for like three years of competing, sick. and I it was sick. I got sick. <laughs> well, that I mean, a lot of yeah. the stuff is yeah. it's like, probably dangerous for it. Actually, your, altered yeah. my metabolism mm. to the point where um, it induced more anxiety. Wow! And um, Can I you, like expand on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So as soon as I was done, so. Essentially, when it comes to bodybuilding um, diets, I can't believe I'm saying this as a nutritionist, but <laughs> this is how I learn. And I feel like everyone should learn this too. Um, um, so when you are bodybuilding, you are told not to eat fruits because of sugar. And this is where how everyone is wondering, like, why are you eating bananas? Or why are you eating this and that doesn't have sugar? Or if I put, when I have some clients that have that mentality, they say, why'd you put bananas? Aren't they bad for you? Mm -hmm. Or I had someone ask me, isn't it the same calories as a Snickers bar? I don't know who, why someone would even ask that. that. But there's people out there. <laughs> They're trying to slide yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't, we don't have it. We didn't have any fruits. We'd have to supplement it with some uh, nutrients. Um, like supplements. Right. And then um, not natural nutrients. And then um, you would only eat a crap ton of meat and uh, vegetables and that's it. And no carbohydrates at all. So it's basically, it's a ketosis um, with no fruits or anything like that. Um, and obviously that what ends up happening with that is you get irritated, you get hangry as hell and no energy carbs in your body. It, exactly. And not right. only that, but you don't even have fruits and you have specific greens you can eat. You can't even eat all the fucking vegetables in the world. So that also is, it, it's so crazy to say that, you know, we, we do this, but yeah, you do get results that way. And then people start looking at that body type, the aesthetic, like, Oh, how I want to do that. How do I get there? Mm -hmm. Well, it comes with a lot of downfalls as well. Um, so I did that for a year. I stopped, I paused and then I did it again. Um, it got worse the second time around because it was harder on my body. As soon as I, um, got off of the 
the diet because it was actually a freaking diet. Mm-hmm. And when I got off of it, um, anytime I ate anything that was not on the plan, even if I tried to reverse diet, I vomited. So oh any goodness. restaurant I was vomiting, um, anything I ate at home, vomiting. It just, I couldn't settle anything in my stomach. The meat even got worse for me. I don't know what, like just, it was horrible. Wow. Um, it took me three years and it still is till this day to be able to handle outside food. There's only specific restaurants I can go to, um, but I can tell if it's clean or not just by my stomach telling me if it's not. Um, yeah. And so my anxiety even got worse from that as well. So with my anxiety, my ulcers um, got worse. And then even with, even with that, I couldn't um, eat or drink anything. Wow. Yeah. So basically, bro science <laughs> Is that, is that. Yeah. <laughs> it's deadly for everybody who needs to know. Yeah. Um, but what were we talking about before bro science? Um, How did we get here? I was actually uh, oh, moving the conversation co- over questions. for like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, questions to Carlos yes. too. Yes, that's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, when you went back to boxing and you said you felt, you know, you felt better. Alive. Yeah, but prior to that, how many years ago were you super committed to the gym? I mean, I wasn't, I just went to the gym regularly throughout school because um, it was a, it was great for taking a break from studying and stuff. But we had a, you know, a group of guys that we would go. Um, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically, I'm asking, why do you think you fell off? Oh, okay, like, yeah. What is, um, what is it that all of us experience when we are, you know, we're going and whatnot. There's a lot of us that have experienced being active, going to the gym, whatnot, but there's something that triggers us not to go for a while. And then it just turns into, yeah, it just, um, it was probably like a week or two of not going and not following Mm -hmm. the routine, got busy with work. Um, we started a business around that time with just a lot of moving parts, um, that I didn't prioritize my health or prioritize physical activity. Mm -hmm. And I was just going all out in our business and stuff. And, it just got easy to put it on a back burner and then like a month turned into six months and into a year. Um, and I went back and forth. I mean, every time we moved, I'll sign up to a gym and I'll go for two dates and then I'm just paying the bill, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that, yeah, just getting really busy. So basically you were committed to your business mm-hmm. before your health, right? For sure. or, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you know, life gets in the way naturally. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've all been there and it's, it's not to like, you know, chastise anybody or whatnot. I mean, even myself, like when I went through my unemployment, um, summer, I basically regained half of my weight Mm -hmm. that I lost back. And when I noticed all of that, then it's, I'm like, Oh my God, like the stress and anxiety came back again. Cause I wasn't looking as fit as I used to, but I was going through some stuff. So of course, like, consulting with Nadia, she was just like, well, you know, like, let's go to the gym. Like, you know, what did you do back in the day when you were upset or stressed, go to the gym. But the whole like roadblock that I had with my unemployment was my reason for not going. Mm -hmm. So even when I was supposed to go to the gym to feel better about myself, I didn't want to go to feel better about myself because I didn't want to move because of what I was dealing with. Yeah. And that's, that, I'm glad you're saying it like that because our I think we talked about this in one of the episodes is that our minds can't be happy and sad at the same time. So when you're down and you're feeling like, and this is my experience, okay? So after my uh, competition days, like I said, I stopped working out for a little bit. I hated the gym. It seemed like a chore to me because it was because it was a competition. Mm-hmm. So I was like, screw this. I don't want to do this. So I started going down and feeling very depressed. It just didn't feel good because I was on endorphins. I was just feeling high on working out for the longest period of time. 
and then it just shot down, right? Yeah. So I, I like that you say that because as soon as our minds are feeling like, I don't care or I don't want to go, you start to feel like you're lazy and like, why can't I just get up and go? Like, why am I lazy, whatnot? That's just us building more negative thoughts on top of more, on top of more. There's literally no capacity for us to bring in any positivity. So how do we expect ourselves to get up and go to the gym? You know, that there's... Right. You, you're already trying to get out of a dark hole in whatever's going on in life. How the hell do you expect yourself to also get out of that dark hole and go out and then put yourself through physical activity? Because that takes a lot of energy when already all your energy is being used up on all those thoughts. Yeah. So it, it's very common. It's very, very normal for it to happen. But I think that we discourage ourselves by being hard on ourselves and telling ourselves it's, you know, like, this is, you know, I don't have discipline and I'm just lazy. I'm not motivated. It's not really about that. We just have to find another way, another door to open, to motivate ourselves. Right. You know, whether it's eating better and then finding, feeling better to get in the gym. I'm sure that's happened to some of you, both of you guys, right? Mm. I'm saying some, like there's 10 people in here. Um, <laughs> hey everyone. You know what I'm saying? So once you, when I got, when I reversed diet and I finally got back to my health, I was so excited to hit the gym, blah, blah, blah. Cause I was, I was doing that before my competition days. I was, it was great. But, you know, for me, it's eating better to feel motivated to go. Some, for some people, it's like, man, I did so well at work today or my life's great with my kids. That's a, whatever it is, we all need a reason to get in there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not really um, like up for us. It's really something else that's motivating us, whether it's like an occasion coming up, a wedding or, you know, um, looking good in a dress or the whatnot. Summer. What's up? The summer. Yeah. yeah. Or the summer. Exactly. Yeah. So we... We, and it, that's not a bad thing. We just have to find something that motivates us, gets us on that grind, and then find another motivation factor, another one, another one to keep that going. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's um, it's interesting about um, the whole journey of, like, nutrition and fitness because it's kind of like the road to success. It's not straight and narrow. It's actually Never. very windy. And even for somebody who – is on top of like their fitness game and stuff it i mean you can fall off mm -hmm. and yeah and, and it's and i say it's okay in a sense i just i know when it's not going to be okay when it becomes detrimental to like your mental health but for those who like get you know get onto themselves about it like you said i think you know we just need to lighten up on ourselves yeah if you see it becoming a problem that's when yeah. you need to take action but say you know you don't you're just not feeling it one day out of you know like say you're committed to going three times a week four times a week great but if you find yourself skipping an entire week, obviously you should ask yourself like, hey, why did that happen? Next week, I need to make some room and put it on my schedule that I need to go at least two to three times so I can feel better internally because that's when we're going to start falling off, not track, but falling off our commitment to our health. But really, it really starts with being committed to your health, right? Yeah. Not to what you want to look like first, mm -hmm. to your health because fit. Honestly, we visualize what we want to look like and that's our expectation. And if we don't look like that in a month, we're, we're like, fuck this. It's not working. Right. You know, so if we look at it as, okay, commitment, it's on my books. I'm going to go here and just focus on going to the gym, feeling good. Even if you didn't hit the weights, like well, I was pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I started over, I went back and I was like, this is exciting. I'm going to go back to my plan. And now I'm able to deadlift as much as I could last time, but it took some time, but I was enjoying the journey all over again. And muscle memory is a beautiful thing. Like mm -hmm. don't, don't discourage yourself. If you've, you know, worked out before you've been fit before whatnot, it will come back not as quickly as you want it to, but it will, but enjoy every moment of it because then you're more likely to stay consistent because you're enjoying every 
part of it, right? Like if you're going in and saying, oh, I'm not, I'm not strong enough, I'm not strong enough. Well, how the fuck are you gonna get strong if you're not gonna keep going right. and staying consistent? <laughs> Don't like it's suck it up and be patient because right. it's going to happen. I think that's huge too, because just going from my personal experience of being out of the gym for like a year, um, I got into like biking and stuff and that was just like off the wall. I never thought I'd like ride a bike for like physical activity for Are a you long like distance. one of those least. people who bikes in the middle of the street? No, <laughs> I, I avoid traffic at all costs. So I'm like in the like corner somewhere okay. where nobody's around. <laughs> But um, I found myself like being competitive with myself. I'm like, I did 30 minutes. Man, I know I could do 45. I know I could do an hour. And then I found myself enjoying it, listening to like a podcast, listening to music, and then coming to find out I'm actually like gaining cardio. Like I'm actually getting endurance. I'm getting better and I feel better. Mm -hmm. It's not even like I took away the that vision of you. You see yourself looking like a certain type of body. I think that's what kind of screwed me up in the beginning. Now mm -hmm. I enjoy the way I, oh, I didn't enjoy the way I felt before. And that's what kind of motivated me to like, man, I need to do something. Like I'm all like flabby and stuff, you know, <laughs> you know, just like yeah. real talk. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like I needed to do something and that was like that push. Yeah. But now that I feel good doing it, um, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Stay but, tuned, everyone. But the point is that I felt good doing it, um, and that is what triggered me to do it more yeah. instead of focusing on I need to have a six-pack or I need to do curls yeah. for the girls type of thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that, that and that takes mental awareness, and it takes time to, like, sit down and talk to yourself about that. You know, like, you actually have to convert your thought process in that direction for it to work that way. You know, I want to bring up your experience with me when you first coached with me. Um you were probably the one of the clients, you know, out of like a few clients that every time you train with me and, you know, there's a lot of people that I do. There's a, there's a reason why I'm a trainer. I do believe there's a lot of people that just need that push, that they need the accountability. And I think that's wonderful. That's why there's trainers out there, great trainers out there. So if you need a trainer to keep you accountable, kick you on the butt like do it. I do believe that if you feel like you can, you can keep yourself, hold yourself accountable, do that too. But with you, you weren't so focused on what you wanted to look like. You were just like, I just want to be healthy. And you yeah. showed up every time. I don't, you barely canceled. You came like three times. You came to me three times a week, um, ready to go always early. <laughs> I would text you and you're like, let's, yeah. let's just grab a coffee. Always with your shake, always with your fruits. Like never, you never stress about like, I'm not getting there. I'm not getting there. You were just coming in, doing your shit, you know, staying on your, on top of your thing, just leaving because you enjoyed it. You enjoyed lifting weights. You enjoy, enjoyed getting your uh, movement. You had some trust issues with your, you I know, still so, do. So, so, <laughs> with some of the movements, but you still did it. And every time you accomplished it, I could see in your face, how excited and proud you were of, of yourself. And that's what was so beautiful to see in your growth was that you were being patient with yourself, with your body. And you also accepted yourself and your body because you weren't, you weren't attacking yourself. You're just like, shit, I'm going to do this to be better and that's why it went so smooth I believe your commitment was amazing oh wow thank you yeah. so much <laughs> well I mean I'm glad I was able to make it look easy it was a lot of stress involved in the brain yeah <laughs> and of course and you you know committing to three times a week with a trainer that's 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 huge like you yeah. got your ass whooped three times a week I did it was <laughs> you great know, so and, and that helped and helped with your your mental state and everything so after we were done training I know you were going into your own gym and doing the things that you learned um but you were before me were you going and doing it on your own 
Uh, no, yeah. absolutely so, not. So how cool is that? <laughs> so how beautiful is the fact that you found confidence in yourself to go at, to a, a, a place that's like, you know what? I know this. Like, I yeah. can do this. Because uh, there's a lot of people that are intimidated by the gym, and that's that's okay. You just have to find a way to let someone teach you, build a confidence, and then you can do it yourself. So, again, everyone's journey is super, super different, you know? I completely agree with you. Um, I kind of want to segue to another question that uh, a listener posted on IG. Um, I thought this one was pretty funny. So it says, do I have to work out in a gym to get results? Why are you laughing? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's a valid question. No, it is. It is. Um, uh, No. (laughs) That's my answer. That's Um, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I have uh, quite a few clients that were like, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not going to the gym. And oh I'm like, my God. straight up. What? Yeah, straight up. They're like, I'm not gonna go. I'm like, okay, cool. You're gonna get this, these items yeah. from Amazon, <laughs> and we're gonna use these resistant bands at home, uh, but we're gonna start with your body weight first. So, no, it doesn't have to be the gym. I do believe you can do, uh, you can go to a dance studio or you can do dance at home or you, you can do, uh, what are those videos called? Exercise videos at home, like um, Zumba? Zumba. Uh, yeah, but was it Aerobics? 90s? Oh, oh, P90X. P90X. There's another one. Uh, There's apps. There's apps that you could use at home, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. So, no, you could definitely use it, work out at home. Um, so, no, if you don't want to go to the gym, don't go to the gym. But definitely remember that when you work out at home that you want to make sure that you're switching up your workout routine so you don't get number one tired of it number two your body doesn't get adapted to it number three that you're challenging your muscles and, and movements so if you do, don't decide to go to the gym the reason why the gym is fun is because you get you get out of your home you have a different environment because you're always at, I mean, you're going to be at home you're going to think about stuff that you need to do at home so that's why i recommend getting out of the house um but if you're going to do it at home you know, find a room, get some resistance bands, maybe get some equipment that you're comfortable with, um, and then switch up your routine ever so often so that you don't get bored doing it at home. That's awesome. Yeah. I think for those who, yeah, that aren't gym people and whatnot, you know, you there are ways to, mm-hmm. you know, go on that and whatnot. So that's pretty cool. Um, I did have a question yeah. more on the nutrition side, but, um, you know, like, just personally, you have. I, I'll start a plan um, just to eat healthier, right? Um, but I think we we're talking about this earlier or another day where, let's say I, I steer away from the plane at night um, because something, you know, maybe I'm stressed or just I crave sugar, right? <laughs> so I ate that Snickers, then I eat that Twix the next day, then the third day I'm already craving that thing again. Yeah. So like, what are some good um, tricks or tips for that? So. Do you want to know why you're craving it the next day? Yes, I I'm do. Fat? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we? This is about body positivity. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's crazy. Ninety percent of people feel that way and yeah. say that th- those things about themselves. So um, we're gonna have a talk after this. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> can I be there? So <laughs> you're the one that called his ass out. I did. I'm. I'm not sorry, but I am. <laughs> um, so. Our neurotransmitters are, uh, they adapt to what we already feed it, okay? So if you're already giving yourself things like um, candy bars um, every night, you're it's going to be like, hey, I need one tomorrow, I need one tomorrow. Like when you are on a higher carb diet, you're gonna, and, you're, and then you finally 
eat low carb, you feel low energy. You feel there's withdrawals from it too. Just like when you're an alcoholic, there's withdrawals. When you're mm-hmm. your food is an addiction, just like those drugs. So when you are addicted to sugars, you're gonna want it the next day, and that's why you fiend for it. So a good, good way, for it. it is, and um, a good yeah, it's literally food is addictive. It's an addiction, and so in order for us to break away from it, is number one, don't call yourself names. Uh, <laughs> number two, accept the fact that you're addicted to these things, just because it, the more you embrace it and the more that you admit that you are, the more you're likely to change it because you're. I like, don't do this every day, just if. <laughs> I know, but there's some people oh, yeah. that do. What's and in your What's in your bag right now, Carlos? <laughs> it is not a Snickers, but it's an Uncrustable. So. <laughs> it's almost the same shit. Um, and the reason why I'm saying this to you right now is because it's that that was my life before I became a nutritionist and a fitness specialist. I was out of shape. I was upset, um, um, emotionally eating, stress eating, um, and I was addicted to a horrible food. I barely ate any fruits. So, mm-hmm. um, there, yeah. So it became my life because it was. I was just highly addicted to it. Um, so a good way to do this, and I just did this with a client that was drinking about 24 to 48 ounces of soda every day because he was that addicted to it and he's been for the longest time. Um, and so what, what you essentially want to do is kind of trick your brain. Okay. So number one, candy, sugar, right? And that's glucose. So all you have to do is not all you have to do, but what you want to do first is find, figure out what else is sweet, but a little healthier than that. Okay. So candy so a snicker bar okay um something that help could be healthier could be like peanut butter chocolates or chocolate covered almonds um something that's a little bit healthier like i said like less processed chocolate? yeah like it could be a milk chocolate too if oh. you don't like dark chocolate just to it's like a one step up okay because after that then you from there you find something that's a little bit more healthier one step up from there um and the second step or the third step could be fruits okay so like uh the third step for uh, my client was uh, dipping some strawberries into chocolate mm. or like drizzling some chocolate on it. Sounds delicious. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's so much more healthier cause it's a little bit more, cho- just a little bit of chocolate, but a lot of fruits and that's sugar, you know, yeah. you satisfied your craving that way. And then as time goes on, you'll start to notice that your body doesn't really want it anymore. <laughs> He's like, it wants it. <laughs> no, I could just see myself eating all the, the, the chocolate and leaving the strawberries. Yeah, because that's your that's that's your mental pattern right now. Yeah. Your mind's been set that way. You only know what you've done. You only crave what you've eaten. That's mm-hmm. all your mind knows, and that's what it wants to be. It wants to be soothed by the same things, until you control it and you have you take control of it and direct it a different direction. Um, I, you can almost see the fact that, you know, your cravings will also change its direction mm-hmm. easily, yeah. but you won't know it. Cause I had client, um, I had a client that was going out, um, eating after going out to drink and whatnot and they go pizza and this and that, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but wherever they ended up and she said, I was literally craving broccoli and I, and I was like, I'm not going to force you to eat a plate of broccoli, <laughs> but like, I was craving it. And I was like, okay, see that's the, and the, my, the idea is not to tell someone to eat something they don't want. My whole point is to for y'all to crave healthy foods, right? Like not not just broccoli. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. you know what I'm saying. So, and another thing is that we we should do a little assessment to see if there's any nutrients that you're lacking in because a lot of sweet cravings and salt cravings come from being um, low in a lot of nutrients and minerals as well. So Mm -hmm. that could also be a different something that could help. Are you on any multivitamins? Oh my god, (laughs) I'm not a fan. 
the okay. multivitamins. I do try to get it in, you with, know, through the foods. Yeah, with your Uncrustables? Uncrustables? Yeah. 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 I'm sure that has a lot of vitamins in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying the jelly doesn't have antioxidants? <laughs> I'm saying the jelly like is it, fake. <laughs> I feel like it. So for you, I would just say, like, up your fruits and vegetables. And even if you don't want vitamins, it's totally fine. Just, I, I don't think it's totally fine. I think vitamins are great. But if you're not the type of person to take vitamins, then definitely up your fruits and veggie game for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. 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 I think, um, cause I am not a fruits and veggie person mm -hmm. and I have to have vitamins <laughs> to, yeah. to live. Yeah. But you but, also get your vitamins, minerals and all the veggies you love yeah. to eat and the sweet potatoes and all that. And there's some veggies that you like to eat. I feel like I know you so you're so crazy. You know, like, you know um, me. <laughs> it, that, that do make up for a lot of the uh, minerals and stuff, but yeah. yeah, you are on multivitamins. So that's great. Yes. Um, I actually do have a question and yeah. I feel like, um, do you believe, or do you think 80, 20 rule? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's my life. Okay. Can we yeah. explain what 80, 20 rule is? Yeah. yeah. So 80, 20 rule is eating clean 80% of the time and enjoying the rest of it 20% of the time. Mm. Um, it's like yes, <laughs> and this book. But I know, but when you say enjoy, does that mean like like trash? a cheap meal? It's I'm, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like this, okay? It's all about balance, okay? This book also talks about it too. I, I, I love the fact that this book also emphasizes on what eighty twenty is. But you have to think about it this way: once you start eating clean eighty percent of the time, your twenty percent fun isn't really trash. It actually cleans up, mm -hmm. but it's also fun. So, for example, um, for you. You had, uh, your plan was 80-20 for sure because you were able to have wine uh, like almost every night. Uh, we, I gave her, <laughs> no that, lie. I gave her uh, a specific amount of ounces that wasn't uh, bad, was actually beneficial, uh, but we replaced it with some of the carbs and whatnot. We moved it around. Um, but, you know, having the the wine that you want or say you are, I ask clients when they first sign, like, what can you not live without? And some people say like, I gotta have my creamer, right? Or I have to have, um, someone says something about, so Pakistani Indian dishes, like there's a lot of people that have to have their Indian and Pakistani sweets or snacks. Um, and that's cool because if we get rid of all the other gunk, you could, we could put that in your 20%, right? Yeah. We could put that in there. It's totally fine. Um, it won't do any damage. In fact, it, it, it will help the, it'll help you believe that you're not de deprived, right? So everyone just needs to pick their poison for the 20%. <laughs> um, but I, I, I've seen it, I've seen it happen. A lot of my clients that do end up, you know, cleaning up their uh, eating habits, that 20% actually dies out. So what they used to eat. So for example, if someone said, I want to eat, I usually eat three donuts a weekend, um, would eat like half a donut because they can't digest the rest of it, which, um, you know, that's my job <laughs> <laughs> to make your stomach be like, hell no, no. It's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, it just naturally arises, but 80, 20 is my belief that is the way to go in order for you guys to feel like you are balanced and you're enjoying life and that you don't feel like you're deprived and not eating the things that you love. That's really important. Cause some people may think like you have to have a restricted diet, quote unquote, instead of having like that freedom with the 80, 20 rule mm -hmm. or the whatever. Lifestyle. Yeah. Lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Okay. Wonderful. Quick question. What? I have so many of them. Um, so you said in the earlier conversation that the types of food that you were eating while you were competing caused anxiety. Yeah. So I already struggle with anxiety. Like okay. A, 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 
crazy case of it from back then. Now yeah. I've been able to handle it very <laughs> well. I love it. I think meditation and food has helped me tremendously, but it's like a cycle. Okay. So having anxiety can cause a different mindset on what you want to eat, what you don't want to eat, but also what you're putting in your stomach can induce anxiety too. Do you, like can you say like what one food could like induce anxiety? So like high fat foods, um, anything that's deep fried and what things like that. Um, for me, it was Indian food. Oh shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> Pakistani food. It was, I could only eat my mom's. I couldn't eat. And some at some points I couldn't even eat my mom's. She had to clean it away, clean it up completely for me. Um, things like that, things that have a, l a little bit more, more oil. Uh, for me, it was also seasonings that caused it. Um, cause when your ulcers are triggered, your anxiety is triggered for yeah, me. Yeah. Exactly. Not, not everyone. I don't think all, everyone deals with that, but yeah. Coffee too. Coffee did that. Coffee. Oh yeah. Coffee. It, yeah. yeah. Cause it's super acidic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and then, you know, anything that is acidic, anything that's an inflammatory food. Um, so anti-inflammatory anti foods I'm really big on. Um, but again, I don't, I don't want to say that's what it caused anxiety because everyone's body's very differently mm -hmm. or it works very differently, but that's what happened with mine. Okay. So you're saying like the foods aggravated the GI issue, which then caused anxiety. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah and then vice versa too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty interesting to say. Yeah. You know, it was funny though. Well, not funny, but I noticed um, when I was working in retail a lot, or not a lot, but a good amount <laughs> of pharmacists, um, dealt with GI ulcers and we never put those two and two together until they end up in the ER. But it's because a lot of times they don't eat because they don't get a lunch break and it's a high anxiety job mm -hmm. when you work in retail. So it's just kind of, yeah. um, when they do eat, it's mm -hmm. crap. Yeah. And then fast food. Yeah. And then anxiety increases acid reflux. So you get GERD. Mm -hmm. um, and then when you're stressed out, you're also thinking about eating something quick, easy and heavy, high in fat um, because it makes you feel better right, right away. And it calms down the anxiety for a moment. Um, but then in the long term, it gets a little worse, but then it becomes that addiction we were just talking about. And then you continue to eat that way. So all of it just ends your, up tight. Your tied body in. is consistently inflamed, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. um, what are some anti-inflammatory foods, you know, that you've personally dealt with or that you even recommended to, yeah. you know? It's not specific foods. It's really about how it's cooked. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and it, it's, it is foods too. Like, so just whole foods, whole grains, um, anything that's lightly cooked, lightly seasoned, um, you want to do lots of produce, um, you know, anything that's cooked at home, nothing deep, uh, deep fried, nothing that's, um, you know, anything that's boxed and packaged is also very, uh, not great for your body. So because of the preservatives. So I would just say, I would, I would think fresh and clean, think fresh and clean when it comes to so fresh and so clean. Yeah. clean. <laughs> what are your thoughts yeah. on like the, um, I guess it depends on the preservatives, but like frozen, vegetables they just pop like steamers and stuff yeah. like that um so those are totally fine um because they actually pack in the nutrients while they're frozen too mm -hmm. so there's nothing wrong with they that like flash freeze it yeah. yeah yeah so nothing's wrong with that unless like when we talk about frozen um fruits for smoothies those are high in sugar mm -hmm. um but when it comes to vegetables it's totally fine cool yeah. For the fruits, because um, like sometimes I'll look at the packaging because that's how that's what you taught me too. You taught me to oh, look at you know the nutritional facts, and 
I think it's interesting when I look at some of the nutritional facts for, say, like frozen fruit or or any other sugary product, the added sugars. Mm-hmm. So there's natural sugars mm-hmm. and then there's the added sugars. Mm-hmm. That's just added preservatives and added shit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, going back to anti-inflammatory, dairy is one of them. Um, a lot of people are told to get off of dairy because it's inflammatory. But um, <laughs> there's a lot of people that are like half and half so they'll eat cheese but they won't drink milk and yeah yeah that's me yeah, yeah. i don't like milk so my <laughs> suggestion cheese. on that is just test it out <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna like i've Stay been told home one night and yeah. figure it out and your body does um y'all your body's um reaction to specific foods and the way it settles it evolves ever so often so um if you're allergic don't do it but, yeah. but I do believe testing it out for yourself is better than trying to figure out what's bad and what's not. Um, you know, not talking about the whole deep fried and whatnot, but as far as like dairy goes and things like that, like tomatoes, very sensitive to a lot of people cause it's acidic, but, um, I would say test it out, see what your body, uh, or th- think about if your body feels good, are you feeling bloated? If it's in your throat, so like GERD or are you able to sleep at night? Are you getting any kind of like, um, irritability whatnot so it's really about really focusing on what you're eating but you got to be aware of it and take note on it too so you know you know it made me think of a story where uh, I, I was eating like a pint of ice cream <laughs> 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 right? this was back in my uh, stressful days right sure. so um i was I, I turned my my way into a more healthier lifestyle i stopped eating all that um or at least eating the ice cream at night was it bluebell of course. Oh dude. my god! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I can't even eat that. Um, That's important. But the thing is, so you know, circle back about six months later, I'm like pumped. I'm, I'm about to eat this pint of bluebell. Uh, I think it was butter pecan or cookies and cream. <gasps> Did it and, hurt? Huh? Did it hurt? Well, I got sick yeah. after yeah. eating it. I'm yeah. like, dude. Like, I felt good and bad because, like, man, like back in the yeah. day, I would destroy this pint. <laughs> yeah. So your body got adapted. It was adapting to that. Um, Number one, when your body cleans out, you are you probably just weren't making enough of the receptors for the lactose to be able to di- digest it. Um, so that's one of the reasons why people, when they go back, like for me, when I was on my competition days and I couldn't eat out anymore, it's because I couldn't eat sodium anymore because I took out all my sodium, took out all my fruit. Even now, I can't have fruit, like all fruits, but I'm getting back into some of my fruits. But when you take something out and you invite it back in and it, it's bothering you, it mm. probably never was good for you in the first place. Tastes delicious. <laughs> of course, it's bluebell. Um, I have. I wanted to piggyback for a minute on Carlos talking about you know people who have high stress, high um, yeah, basically high stressful jobs, and they don't really have enough time for themselves. Mm. So that's kind of how it's easy, say, for like you know, health professionals or anyone else who's in a high stress job to fall off, like, you know, their, their fitness game and whatnot, or nutrition game. Um, do you have any sort of maybe like meal, well, not really like meal prep companies or any sort of, yeah, maybe like HelloFresh or something like that. Did you personally try or anything like that to say for those days, you weren't able to meal prep for yourself or have like a good meal when you were busy anything work for you? Yeah. Um, I'm going to start this answer off with something else. Okay. Okay. You said that, okay, you're saying that there's help care professionals out there. And I was there too. Trust me. I had some jobs that I, that was like that too. But 
what ends up happening is that we believe that we're so busy that we can't eat clean. So meal prep is a com- company's fresh foods, HelloFresh, all that stuff. It's a great, convenient thing. Like it's very convenient. However, I do believe, I do believe if you're really committed to the job that you love, then you need to be just as committed to yourself mm. because <laughs> if you're putting in that <laughs> much that time, <laughs> yeah, because if you're putting in that much time and effort uh, to go crazy for, you know, a stressful, high stressful job, whether it's you have patients, whether you have clients, whether you have um, what, whatever you're doing, we just put so much priority into our business that we just start like dying out. So I think first step should be planning out time and taking out time, even if it's, it's going to cause t- you to take out two or three hours on your weekends that you get off. I know you have you, people get their weekends off. They're like, screw this. I'm not doing anything. I had a crazy week at work. I want to just take some time off and do my thing. Well, do your thing by, you know, getting some food ready to go for the rest of the week. Because first of all, it'll play out very well with your, you know, mental state, whatnot. Because the reason why I'm saying this is because I was doing meal prep for the longest time and I got tired of it and I had no other direction. So I can definitely recommend some things, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be long-term. Um, and when that happens, you're going to go back straight to that cycle and you're going to be like, shit, where else should I eat? So I would rather answer by saying, start finding ways to make it work, make it work. And then, and then when you don't, when you have those weeks where you literally cannot meal prep and you can't, you know, um, and you, can't go out and get something fresh or whatnot, then have meal prep companies and all those things as backup. Now, HelloFresh, they actually give you fresh ingredients to cook. So that's different. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's meal prepping. Um, but when I'm talking about ready-made meals, cause the, I mean, they're fine. They're, they're great, but they're not, they, they're not going to always satisfy you. Right. It's, it's like not made the way you want it. I'm sorry. It's a band aid. Yeah, exactly. Um, and as much as we trust them, like, can you really trust them? Because you didn't see what the hell's going yeah. in it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I used them for a while. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say Band-Aid is because you're right. Like, I would go to, like, Snap Kitchen and buy, like, a week's worth of stuff. Yeah. I got tired, tired of, of it. it. And I'm like, where's the next burger? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I'm just like. And where is it at? Yeah. yeah. And, and not only that, I, I actually got burnt out with uh, Snap, too. I don't want to say it out loud. But it was great for a while. But And then I tried some others and whatnot. But another thing is that we we think that these are portioned for us but you don't know that they're portioned right, yeah. sometimes they're just too little and then like four hours later eating some shitty food so mm-hmm. and you're like man i just ate this meal prep but now i'm eating all this because i'm still hungry mm-hmm. but if you, you had that it. meal that you knew that was going to satisfy you at lunch you won't eat an, after like two hours another big meal you'll be able you'll be satisfied then you'll be able to eat your next meal mm-hmm. right so i just think the more you have control the less you have to worry about having any band-aids. Um, I think we're we're running close to time, but I did want to ask this. Maybe you can just get a yeah. little bit into it and then we'll follow up in another yeah. episode. But what do you think about intermittent fasting? Yeah, I actually want to end off with intermittent fasting and keto because that was one of our, two of our popular um, questions is what's, um, how I feel about intermittent fasting and how I feel about keto. This is how I feel. This is not what it is to a lot of people. This is my thought. So I want everyone to know that, to understand that this is how I think about it. Um, So when it comes to keto, in a a very basic form, um, ketosis just means very low carb to the point where you guys, or your body is um, making up for the energy lacking from carbohydrates with fat. So you have to eat enough fats to use as energy to burn fat and energy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So essentially you have to make up for the calories that you're not getting from your carbohydrates. 
Okay. So with the keto ketosis, I do believe that, um, it's not for everyone. There is science behind that it works, but it's not for everyone. And this is why everyone's body type has a specific metabolic type. Okay. Meaning your body might thrive from proteins and well, I just did yours. Yours is a mixed type. Yes. So uh, <laughs> yours might, you know, yours might be uh, mixed and yours might just be proteins. So, uh, or fats or sorry, carbs, but say sugar, sorry, carbs. <laughs> so say, so say, say you get, put yourself on a keto and your body's supposed to be thriving from carbohydrates. And when I say thrive, I mean really having sustainable energy, you, you know, being able to have mental focus, mental clarity, um, optimal. Yeah. All of that. But if you are not giving yourself the carbs that you need to thrive that way, then yes, you'll lose weight most definitely because you're taking out something that you've been eating like glucose. Yeah. You're yeah, but if you make up with the fats, oh, yeah. but your body's still not, and it's still not thriving, but you're you're getting enough calories, you're still screwed because it's not good for your hormonal system either. So your metabolic process is going to be jacked up because that's not what it needs for it to thrive, right? So I do believe if you're going to try to do a ketosis, remember that it's not just low carb. It's a really low carb diet, wow. but you have to know how much fat to eat, what types of fats to eat and make, to make up for those. If you do it the wrong way, then you're literally under eating. The way you just explain it makes it kind of nuts that people jump on these diets without knowing their own body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, happens every all the time i mean yeah. myself yeah. included but it's just kind of i just thought about it I'm yeah like, you're like dang i do that yeah so with keto i do believe like if you truly believe it it's gonna work for you then i do i think everyone should get their body assessed first before you took take it to something that it, it can't handle because a lot of the times that people say they they did keto for a while it's really just oh you know what actually was just eating low carb um but it's never long lasting no one's ever told me they're still on it and they've been on it for a long time it's always been short-lived so i think that they it just turned into a diet right it's just been a popular fad diet um but if it hasn't lasted a while, that's probably your body telling you it's not for you. Mm -hmm. um, intermittent fasting, um, there's a lot of science behind that too. I do believe, I, I do see a lot of benefits from it, but um, I mean, n from doing it once in a while, like you can do it twice a week, three times a week, whatnot. There are some sort, there's some science behind that it helps with T levels as well. Um, however, there's some clients that say, you know what? It's, it, it works for my lifestyle. It, it, it's, it's sustainable for me. And I'm like, why, well, why do you say that? And they usually um, answer with, I don't eat breakfast anyway, or I don't do this anyway. And they believe they're already intermittent fasting. So if you think it's easier for you, it's only because of the fact that you haven't figured out that there's convenient ways and better ways to meal prep, or you haven't really been determined or disciplined to be able to make your own meals and prep your own meals. That's why you just blew it off and said intermittent fasting because it's better. <laughs> it's, it's just an easier way to be like, fuck it. I'm just not going to eat. Yeah. Right. So if you're, if you feel like you're, you thought of it that way, it's probably not the right way. It's going to be some hard work to figure that out. But if it hasn't lasted, if it hasn't lasted again, it's probably not for you. Right. So, um, I, but if you feel like you can make intermittent fasting work, there's a strategy to it. If you can make that strategy work and you know, it works for you, you still have energy, you can work out on it. You can think on it, then it works. But I would say trial run it and see how it works out for you. Um, and if you feel like it just doesn't, it's not going to be sustainable don't try to put yourself on a cycle of it because it's it's just going to screw up your metabolic process. You're not going to get the um, results you want. 
What were you saying about the T levels with intermittent fasting? So it, there's science behind this. It says if you intermittent fast a couple of times a week, it actually helps increase T levels. By T level, T levels, you testosterone. testosterone. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, and there's some people that it helps with, uh, I don't know if this is um, everybody. I know they've seen in some that some people's hormones are also slightly regulated from it as well. But I also think that's, I think that's because of the fact that they stopped eating junk and they cut that out. Mm -hmm. But again, we don't know that. We have to assess where you are. Mm-hmm. you know, where you're starting. And then we have to assess where you want to go and then build it from there. So honestly, it's all about assessing. It's also all, also about figuring out what it is that your body needs. And it's also figuring out maybe going to the doctors and seeing what your lab work looks like and see maybe are you, are you low on iron or, you know, is it B12 vitamins? That, what, what about your um, vitamin D? Um, because all of that can be consumed with yummy food you can make at home instead of starving yourself and calling it intermittent fasting. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Well, let's uh, hang up the phone now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to this. And I hope everyone got some value from this really awesome um, information that we put out there. We are wanting to hear from you guys still yeah. about any other topics y'all want us to discuss. Um, nutrition based, you know, pharmacy, but whatever y'all want to, you know, have us mm-hmm. discuss, we'll be more than happy to, you know, do the research and put it out there for y'all. Yep. And um, I would say just make sure to follow us on IG going, go in dot rogue podcast at go in dot. He had to podcast. pull it up. because he forgot. <laughs> Hey, Carlos, what's our email? I still don't know. <laughs> just follow us on Google dot <laughs> podcast. Uh, and we'll, we'll hit you back. What do you, what do y'all said? Check the email. I'm like, what email? What I oh my God. All right. All right. Well, thanks, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening guys to the going rogue podcast please subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms itunes google play spotify and more